man growing up with a cane pole in his hand. Like a fool of dream sitting down by the street that leads him to the corpus pale. Give him a shotgun to please his mind. Give them quail a few reasons to fly. Living in the city just ain't for me. I wanna go back to the country. Take me to Texas. I wanna go down that open road. And take me to Texas. I wanna see how far this country goes. And take me to Texas. I wanna go down that open road. And take me to Texas. I wanna see how far this country goes. Fill up your coffee cup, put the dog on the porch, and turn up your radio. This is the Outdoor Zone with TJ and Cody Ryan, live from the bunkhouse. There's a place up ahead and I'm going, just as fast as my feet can fly. Come away, come away, you get going, leave the sinking ship behind. Come on, the ride. Welcome back. My favorite it's the part. Outdoor Zone live in the bunkhouse. Yeah, it's just an old tin shack on the back of the ranch, but we call it home every Sunday, mo- Sunday morning, 7 to 9. Right here, I'm looking for my Did you start drinking weather. already or something? No, I'll save that for later. <laughs> yeah. uh, 62 degrees right now. We're going to have a little bit of clouds throughout the day, but it's going to be in the 60s. It's going to be partly cloudy for the next couple of days, and this is our weather for the next couple of days. So, man, enjoy this weather. It is not going to rain again until next week. Yeah, it's about as good as it gets. Hey, welcome back. I'm TJ Granny. That is Beefsteak. Cody Ryan is at the ranch with uh, my granddaughter, Sailor, for her (laughs) first trip to the ranch. That's uh, that's spectacular. Uh, Salt Dog is the ranch hand that gets here early and makes sure the gates get open and everything gets set up for us. Uh, the fall is finally here and time to hit the ranch. Mm-hmm. That's what you need. That's why you need something that'll get you into the great outdoors and back again. So drive something that's comfortable, has lots of storage, and get the job done right in a vehicle from Nile Maxwell Supercenter in Austin. Like the Ram 2019 Ram 1500. Better performance, more efficiency than ever before, not to mention the newest technology, and it can tow 12,500 pounds. How about the 2019 Jeep Wrangler, the iconic go-everywhere vehicle? They get the two- and four-door Wranglers arriving almost every day, new ones almost every day. But the best part is you can get it all right now at a fraction of the price during the Ram Power Days, Jeep Adventure Days, the Nile Maxwell Supercenter at Nile Maxwell Supercenter. If you want to save thousands of dollars on hundreds of vehicles, head to the number one Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram sales leader in Central Texas. That's Nile Maxwell Supercenter, 620 and 183 in Austin, or visit them online at NileMaxwellSupercenter.com. And... uh Thank you for Nile Maxwell Supercenter for bringing us into the show today, this morning. Um, one of the things that I wanted to talk about was, you and I touched on this a little bit, 
Yeah, you. So you had your nephews in town for the last week. They last year they came into town during the Thanksgiving week or during the fall season. You took them Christmas out Christmas time, New Year's. Yeah, right. You took them out for hunt. Um, one of them shot a deer, and the other didn't. They're from Georgia. They have a dad, a mom. Everything's that mm-hmm. going on there. They just don't do that out of their house. So. Right. You brought them in, had them do that, and they wanted to come back. That was what they wanted to do for Thanksgiving was come spend a week with Uncle Don in Texas hunting. Uncle Beefsteak. Uncle Beefsteak. Okay. And (laughs) uh, so they they came back. You had them out on this uh, whirlwind tour of deer hunting one day and uh, fishing another day and varmint hunting another day and uh, just this tour, uh, cutting down trees, running chainsaws, doing all this stuff, and just a, a bunch of guy stuff. And just took him out solid, to that amazing ranch. Yeah, took him out to the ranch down in South Texas and showed him uh, what a what a big ranch operation looks mm-hmm. like and how wildlife game ranch is operated. And um, and one of the things that we were talking about uh, through that was uh, how wore out the boys were. I mean, oh, yeah. you just wore them out, and it. And what I kept thinking about was when my brother started taking me on elk hunts, and I'd fly into New Mexico, and we'd get on the horses the next day and go up on the mountain, and we'd spend five, six, seven days in the mountains. You shoot an elk, and you're on the mountain, you quarter it, you you're hauling down hundreds of pounds of meat to camp, mm-hmm. and all the work that goes with it. And by the end of that week, you're just like, why would I? Why would anybody want to do this? And but two weeks later, after you get off the mountain, you take your showers, you're back at home and you're sitting in your easy chair and your easy life and your easy ways. You go, man, you got an itch. That was the coolest thing Mm -hmm. ever. And that is that is that guy thing, that instinct that every guy has, every boy has that need to express. Mm -hmm. And there's so many parts and pieces to this that. Um, that we that that we can explore the two that I want to touch on was one is um, when you take somebody out for their first hunt, and the comment was, "Well, the work doesn't start till the deer goes down." I think it was all the fun stops all, after, yes. when at the minute you pull the trigger. And I heard that over and over again <clears throat> this week by different people that we were going out with, either at the ranch or other people. Uh, that were uh, talking to us because they were telling all about their hunts and, you know, the people we were interfacing, the different people we were interfacing with, they got to express that they, uh, you know, what we were doing all week, right, you know, with going out to the, then and shooting their first deer or they got a really nice pair of uh, does, you know, hill country does, weren't too big, weren't too small, they were just perfect. And that was pretty cool. So thank you for helping us with that. I appreciate it. Uh, you were there on that first day, and uh, it was amazing. And I, you know, first Good of all. Good to see I, boys kill their first deer. Isn't it? Especially like, well. And well, their second deer. And man, I don't, I know, I want to answer the question that you ask. So. But, but man, I want to, there's so many avenues on this. I you know, know. And so. We got to keep, the, I got to keep focused but here. But the, the, the point is so many kids, if you do it right. If you do it right with these boys, part of the part of the adventure, part of the fun is taking that deer and gutting it and skinning it. And one of my thoughts was, you know, how many times have we done a hunt camp 
where the kid, where the boys are going, ooh, gross, I'm not touching that. It's like, well, yeah, you are. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, you're going to participate. You killed that deer, you're going to participate. That's the way it works. And I'm even at a point where I tell people before we go to the ranch, before we go do a hunt, look, if you kill a deer, you need to be able to clean it, process it, at least gut it and get it to the butcher. But you're responsible to do the responsible thing with that. And, uh, I mean, I, I just don't agree with, you know, you go out, you take a kid hunting, they shoot a deer, you you give it to the, you know, you, there's just no follow-up. It's just the shot and the, the glory part of it or, you know, the, the adrenaline part of it. And then there's no work behind it. And the work part is the part that you look back later and you go, man, that was a lot of work, but that was awesome. So I, I read a uh, article on American Hunter, and it was something like 67, 68% of the men that go out for the first time, the reason they don't pull the trigger on a deer is because they're scared of what comes next. They're either scared that nobody will help them, they don't know what to do after they shoot it. And uh, that's an amazing figure to me. So we do want to teach them what to do. Don't just let them shoot it. I understand that, all right? But all week, everything we did between cutting down trees, maintenance, boat, cleaning up the boat, getting it ready, you know, getting ready, pulling out the guns, putting the guns back again, cleaning up after, and and especially with the uh, harvesting, I think there is a mindset that we have to provide for them, which tells them about not that it's fun, but it's a task. Instead of it looking at a task that is negative, we need to look at it and figure out a way to walk them through the process and have them kind of earn their badge of honor by doing it. You know, you did you did something one time. You told me a story one time. You had a, a young man from the neighborhood over at your house, and he was helping you move a shed. Mm-hmm. Big old shed. Ugh, big job. Yeah. You know, big old heavy, heavy shed. And y'all were moving it into place, and you're putting blocks under it, and you're doing the whole thing. And uh, you guys had it all into place, and it was right there. And you stepped back, and you knew it was a little bit off. It was just needed to if you a walk, little bit right. more. And um and he's like okay that's great because it was hard it was done we were yeah all done. i mean it was yeah it was a big deal but you um you said no you know what we need to jack it up a little bit more right here it's not exactly right and he said oh man that's that's fine that's good and he said no we're gonna do this a hundred percent and we're gonna do it correctly and we're gonna finish and i was so impressed by that lesson that you were teaching that little that not a little boy he's a, he's a young man but he's mm-hmm. he's been around you for years since he was younger but to to show them the process from beginning to end and the and that there is no that we don't just you know you get to a stopping point and you just get tired and you just yeah 80 percent that you do it 100 percent. that just so impressed me and uh anyway those are the people that that the the rest of your life shows a character by doing that last 20%. Everybody does that first 80, but finishing that last 20% and finishing strong, that's the hard part. And that's gutting it. That's cleaning up. 
And there's some pride in that. And if you do it the right way and you, you have a mindset that gives them and empowers them how, what they've accomplished by finishing that last 20%, I think that's where it comes in. And by the way, that young man is in the core and he's an Aggie, and the Aggies won their game last night. That was a spectacular Talk football game. Talk about finishing strong, And by the right? way, my little Aggie daughter just texted me. She said, are you chewing tobacco or something? It sounds like it. And <laughs> no, chewing crackle, granola, man. eating granola. I don't tell them. On the radio, that's terrible radio. Uh, Cody would have All right. It's the Outdoor Zone live on the podcast. Hey, when we come back on the flip side, we're going to do a PETA report, and it's going to, it's going to Can be we? A, an update on uh, – Something we can we also on. finish one more conversation you were gonna, about we're gonna, the YouTube generation and yes, the mindset. We're going to talk kids. about that right. just a little bit more when we come back on the flip side. It's the Outdoor Zone live in the bunkhouse. Only one place, 1049 The Horn, 7 to 9 Sunday mornings or 24 7 365 at theoutdoorzone.com. Dale Wood, you're listening to the Outdoor Zone. Fish on. It's finally here. Today's the day I had a 12.50 yards away. But I got a different kind of hunting on my mind. I got my baby up in my dear blind. Sun Auto, family owned and operated auto repair and maintenance company. Sun Auto hires ASE certified technicians to repair and maintain your vehicles. They require all their technicians to complete an intense training program so that your vehicle is worked on and maintained by properly trained professionals. Taking my wife's vehicle over there this week, dropping it off, making sure the brakes are good, getting the oil changed, getting that whole thing done. I do it because I trust the guys at my Sun Auto Service location. One we go to is at 405 West Slaughter Lane. There's one at 1300 Medical Parkway in Cedar Park. There's one at 1403 Rivery Boulevard in Georgetown. And there's also one at Lakeway, 1206 Ranch Road, 620. Go to sunautoservice.com for details and follow them on Facebook for all the specials that they have during the week. Now it's time for your PETA report. They are anti-hunting, anti-fishing, anti-meat, anti-you and your family's outdoor heritage. It's time for the Outdoor Zone's PETA Report, because we love animals too. They taste great. A Florida animal rights activist was found guilty of misdemeanor theft and fined 500 for throwing a fisherman's tilapia back into the water. We reported on this earlier this year. The Tampa Bay Times reports that Michael Lehman was found guilty in a non-jury trial Friday. Lehman and his young son had gone to a park last year after taking part in a protest at a fast food restaurant. (laughs) The boy saw Robert Hope had left a fish he caught on a concrete deck. Lehman's son told the Hope family, did you know the fish feel that fish feel pain? Testimony showed Lena and then escalated the argument, finally throwing the tilapia back in the water. He yelled, call the police. I just saved a fish's life. Judge Robert Dittmer found Lehman guilty. We reported on that, and uh, there was just two guys. 
Call and they the were police. just at a park, um, fishing. Doing, minding their business, perfectly and this guy, legal, and right? You know, a boy wants to do what his dad makes his dad happy. Boys want to do what makes their dad happy. And an eight-year-old boy doesn't really know right, wrong. Some, mm-hmm. of, you know, his judgment right. is there. But if he, if he's taught or told by his father something, he's going to go and believe and push into that. And so this guy had his kid at this protest at a mcdonald's or something you know and they had on these you know save the whatever t-shirts and uh they went down to, they were i guess walking through the park or something these guys are just fishing and one guy had a tilapia he caught it and tossed it up on the bank you know was trying to catch another one and uh and there's people riding their bikes back and people sitting on benches with their kids mm-hmm. and playing and stuff and this guy just went ballistic on them and just absolutely Fruitcake. Idiotic. Just fruitcake. Yeah. And I am so glad that uh that he got fined. And I just I feel sorry for his kid, you know, his, I, I hope his I hope his son sees balance in that somewhere. Well we, um, they they were saying we're doing nothing illegal here. We've got the right permits, we're fishing in a place, it's public. You can't this is mine now by law because I caught it. This is mine. You can't take it and throw it back. Well, there's right. two things about this, too. I mean, if his son wasn't there, one, this probably could have ended a whole lot differently <laughs> yeah. and worse in all reality. Yeah. I mean, and then, two, like I said. Very it, easily, because those two guys are big old boys. Right, yeah. and that's that, and that's another thing. I mean, in, in any other environment, especially here in the state of Texas or uh, somebody or another place that cares, you know, very much so about their fishing and their hunting and, and their rights, this could have also ended very, very differently, <laughs> and so I, it, it blows me away that that there's people out there who are willing to somewhat put themselves or their child in harm's way to get a point like this across. I mean, you saved one fish. What did you think you did for the world? I mean, what I get to is, I mean, there's there's thousands of tilapia harvested every day by nets, not not just guys who are fishing off the bank by, and catching one or two or three that they just get to take home and feed their family with. I mean, if you want to make a difference, this isn't the way to do it. You know what I mean? I I just don't understand the mindset of somebody like this. Well, and we've talked about it for years that if you're if you really cared, you'd put on your muck boots in your gloves and you'd go find a marsh somewhere and you'd work on marshlands or you'd go find some habitat somewhere and you'd work on habitat. You're not going to worry about a tilapia, one fish, one, you'd go somewhere and do something. And you're in, in to your point about where this stuff happens. Uh, in England, there was a report of a group of, uh, protesters went and tore down 108 deer stands across England, Scotland. They had this one day where they all got out in the middle of the night and they went through and they tore down 108 deer blinds across these countries. And, I mean, it was a, it was a very strategically planned out event. And I was thinking, man, you wouldn't make it. You, wouldn't, you couldn't do that <laughs> yeah, in not, the state of Texas. You'd, you, there'd be dead people laying all over the place yeah and And you don't you know and i was thinking you don't hear about some of that stuff because there's there's a little sense of pride and and that stuff now in the city of austin you might get away with some stuff but you slide out outside the city limits and not too far 
you don't see the the Beto signs. You see Cruz and you see, you know, (laughs) deer season in uh, open, school out, deer season open. Go to Lano. Yeah, my thing, that's exactly what I'm thinking. I mean, being from the Gulf Coast of Texas, I mean, I can't imagine the other night while we're night fishing, you know, and we have all those fish in those coolers, if somebody had walked up and grabbed fish out of my cooler and started throwing and them throwing back them in the back water. In. I mean, that's that's exactly what I'm getting to. You know, I'm not one for for violence or anything like that. But like I said, at that point in time, you're taking my property. It's not it's not like I took it from you first to, or anything like that. I mean, you're coming to my property. You're taking my property. And that's just, woof. Like I said, this could have ended up <laughs> so much differently based off of where he was like i said on our pier this would not have gone down near as smoothly <laughs> no and 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 kudos to those two guys that they, they were they ju- were cool they were just they like played it cool man. you know they because they knew what it was at stake here yeah and they just called Let the cops and the cops came and yeah and he was just being and you know that's the way so many of us who walk the trails that we tend to walk how many of us just we're just not that aggressive in that area, but you see those on that side, on the left side, they're so freaking aggressive and so crazy, yeah. ate up crazy yeah, with man. that stuff. Um, I want to circle back around. That's kind of our political slide right there. <laughs> How do you think we feel about that? <laughs> yeah. I want to circle back around when you had your nephews here and we're talking about some of the things that you noticed, um, I was listening to a podcast. Morgan Snyder is, mm-hmm. and uh, John Eldridge are doing some podcast on RansomHeart.com on Raising Boys. And one of the things Morgan was talking about, I think it was on that podcast, um, he was talking about um, how it when he when his family is in the car, it's a no phone zone. Mm-hmm. Car and his thing and his family is cars are for conversation. And man, and they have a no earbud deal too mm-hmm. at their house. If you're going to listen to music, you listen to it out loud where we're all listening to it or you don't. And I was just thinking what I wish I'd instigated some things like that. I wish I had the ability because it's, well, you don't think about it. It's it's makes so much sense. And And you were talking about how when you had these boys here from uh, your family and from Georgia, those two young boys that, and, and it's not just them. I mean, no, it's a way it's, of life. It's a right way now. of life. It's a I YouTube see it generation. in my kids. It's, yeah. it's, can you go? And I tend to, I can get caught up in this too. Can you go without being attached to that, without that information flowing in videos, noise, music, sound, uh, you know, visual stimulation from, you know, videos, movie. I mean, constantly, constantly, constantly. And your point was, guys, man. Well, you need to drag them out of that. So they're doing nothing wrong because the generation right now, and I'm not talking bad about them. It's cultural. But everybody's moving. They described it. I asked them about it. They described They said, Uncle Don, it's just the YouTube generation. I mean, we're, we're bombarded with two minutes of everything. And if you're not being, if you're, if you're, you have a down minute, literally when we were working on the boat or we were doing that, uh, chainsaw stuff, um, they had their phone that if they weren't in a conversation with me or their hands weren't busy, 
They had the phone in their hand, and they were playing what is considered good stuff like mind games, mind teasers, Tetris, you know, <laughs> little apes swinging from vine to vine. Mm-hmm. They could not go one minute without with a silence. They had to fill their brain with something to be either entertained or pushed. I'm like, no. One, one kid, we were driving back from varmint hunting, right? And he had an earbud in. I was trying to do the conversation about what we had just done, and he's watching a movie. And I'm like, what is going on? He goes, well, it's the only way I can like go to sleep. I can't listen to your conversation. i got to have music in my ear. You know, and their phones went out that night, and I didn't have any chargers. I'm putting quotes in the air, right? Uh-huh. But it's like when my chainsaw stopped working when we downed that tree, and I gave them hand saws, and they had to debranch everything. And then at the end, my chainsaw magically started started working working again but you put them in a situation where they're faced with that i'm like let's have conversations let's look around look at the beautiful area and by the time we went out on the boat saturday morning they had no phones with them right they weren't watching it they're going wow this is surreal man this is beautiful we see that we see that at summer camp Remember, mm-hmm. you know, when we had the boys at the ranch for a week and the first couple of days, they're detoxing from everything, detoxing from everything. It's just a way of it. I'm not sure why, but your mind has always got to stay busy. And there's an art to introducing them, I think. Uh, and that, that's what we're talking places. about is we're not talking bad about the people. We're just saying if you happen to uh, get in front of a younger generation Let's try to draw them into that next quiet area and not lambast them about, get that sucker out of your slap Yeah, no, 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 no. That is the wrong way to do it. One place you might want to do this is archery country. Archery is a great way for them to uh, detach from all that noise from today and get into a place where they can have quiet, where they're paying attention, where they're practicing, where they're getting some exercise, they're doing something. Archery Country has all that, and they can walk your kids. They they can also tell you where the youth programs are and how they're being operated and where they can shoot. Um, they have private and group classes and lessons. Austin's only full-size range with everything, including the best brands, Matthews, Elite, and Hoyt. You can only get it at Archery Country, 8121 Research Boulevard. Go to AustinArcheryCountry.com, AustinArcheryCountry.com. All right, we're going to take a break. On the flip side, when we come back, we've got your Armed Citizen Report and more, only one place, live in the bunkhouse, right here on 104.9 The Horn. American Blood Brothers, this is Ted Nugent on the Outdoor Zone, live from the bunkhouse with my blood brother, TJ. Whack them and stack them, would you? All right, welcome back. It's the Outdoor Zone live in the bunkhouse. TJ Graney here. This is the number one outdoor show in radio here in the state of Texas. The Outdoor Radio Show, we don't give in to the anti-gun crowd, the PETA terrorist, or the Taliban. It's just how we roll here in the bunkhouse. Ride the trail with us all week long online at the Outdoor Zone. 
Mcbride'sGunsHomeSeekers.com. McBride's Guns is Central Texas family-owned and operated gun shop. If you're looking for the right fire, McBride's can help. An experienced professional staff will help you with every step of gun ownership. Looking for that youth model rifle or shotgun? They've got it. You'll find McBride's in the same place they've been for a year, corner of 30th and Lamar. You can find them online at McBride'sGuns.com. McBride's Guns is our hometown gun shop. And you were there. You took the boys there to buy some much-needed ammo and show them the man spa, the guns. And it's so cool because around they have a whole thing of twenty twos out there. Uh-huh. And they yeah. do not mind them picking them up if they're respectful. And they don't drop them. And, you know, <laughs> if they want to just kind of get a feel for it. And it's so cool because they want them. To be involved in it, right? Oh, man, yeah. They want them to put their hands on it a little bit, and it's kind of cool. I guess that's good. You know, you throw the 22s out there, you know, instead of the uh, more expensive stuff. It's like, all right. So they understand. Time for your Armed Citizen Report. Today, legal firearm owners are protecting themselves and their families across the nation. These acts of courage and valor are seldom reported throughout the liberal media. The Outdoor Zone wants you to know the truth. This is the Armed Citizens Report for the week. A drowsy pair of burglars were caught and stopped in Happy Valley, Oregon. They, uh, their intended target, a homeowner who had been victimized multiple times in the past, had recently installed security cameras in her home and caught one burglar attempting to leave with stolen items. When police around, arrived, they found the homeowner holding the burglar at gunpoint, while his accomplice, a supposed lookout, was found asleep in the car in a vehicle a block away. Both perpetrators were booked into the Clackamas County Jail. Oh, brilliant. Hey, um, two-day bear hunt harvest in Pennsylvania. This is beyond awesome it's pretty cool yep after two days 1622 black bear have been harvested as part of pennsylvania's statewide bear season according to preliminary totals released tuesday by the pennsylvania game commission bears have been harvested in 54 counties in the statewide season in many counties the harvest is up substantially from 2017 when wind and rain impacted opening day success Three bears exceeding 600 pounds were taken on the season's second day, November 19th. The top 10 bears processed at check stations over the season's past two days were either estimated or confirmed to have live weights of 600 pounds or more. The largest of those bears, and a male estimated at 704 pounds, uh, was taken in Goshen Township. Uh it was taken taken by a rifle. Uh, the second largest bear was six ninety seven pound male taken by rifle, and uh, one of the more intriguing bears harvested was a six seventy nine male taken at five yards with a three fifty seven handgun. Holy Christmas! Come on, <laughs> yeah, Merry Christmas! Come on, man! I bet that was uh, the bear appeared in a drive of a Christmas tree patch. A 604-pound male taken in Young Township, Jefferson County, by Matthew J. Smith of Puxawani. That's the home of the groundhog. Yep. They killed a big old 604-pound <laughs> bear next to Pux. 
Groundhog. Puxawani. Puxawani. I'm not even going to go for that one. The poli- Oh, yeah. The preliminary two-day <laughs> harvest of 1,622 is an increase over the 1,310 bears taken during the state's statewide season first two days in 2017. In 2016, hunters took 1,893 bears over the same period. Dude, you're going to have to I just got a text that said... It's a can you eat bear? Yes, you can eat bear. Yeah, they're big old bear fat is one of the man. Smear it all on your face. Down in Mexico, they use that, you know, instead of lard. Right. So they don't, people and people up in uh, Pennsylvania, they don't go to, uh, they don't go to uh, Ulta. They just go shoot a bear and smear that bear fat on their faces. So I was going to tell you, you know, kind of interesting what you told the boys. Uh, the first day where we were taking does out, and it was that whole conservation thing where we were trying to right size because there's what like five to one buck doe ratio or something like that. Yeah, on that ranch. Uh, on that ranch, and uh, it kind of reminds me of this whole talk right here. Why would they? It seems at first you're taking all these bears right in two days. What do you think they're doing? I mean, it's not like they're going out and, t- and taking endangered species out. There's obviously an overabundance of deer. I mean, a bear. Correct? I know, and I don't know why we're not down there participating in this. I think it needs to be an outdoor zone yearly type of uh, thing going on, man. Well, that's what we need to do. Let's load up your load up the old Honda and get on down there. Well, I'm I'm just thinking that light went on in the old suburban. And we're talking about electronics, right? In the newest technology, instead of one red light. The newest gadgets on these uh, Hondas are amazing. Uh, the cutting-edge technology is keeping us all safe. And best of all, all these features come standard on the new 2008 Accord. It's a 2008 North American Car of the Year. 2018? I'm sorry, 2018. Yeah, I've got, I need to skip ahead a couple years there. And um, it also made the 2018 Car and driver ten best list. It uh, it made a list. It made the list a record thirty two times. No other car in history has done that. TJ, so visit our uh, Central Texas Honda dealers. They have hundreds of vehicles to choose from, and the friendly employees make it a joy to drive away with your new Honda. Uh, just bring it home for Christmas. That will solve all of your Honda envy problems and make everybody at home happy. So go online to centraltexashondadealers.com. Hunting is as much a part of Thanksgiving as cranberries, football, and the inevitable afternoon nap. As friends and family gather this holiday, take the opportunity to share the experience and extend an invitation to new hunters to join the group. The Iowa Department of Natural Resources offers individuals age 16 and older an opportunity to try hunting under the direct supervision of an experienced licensed adult without completing Hunter Ed. So they have an apprentice program where... An apprentice hunter can hunt with an uh, with a um, experienced hunter. Both of them have to have license, but the apprentice hunter doesn't have to have their hunter's education for the first two hunts. They can oh. hunt twice, harvest two animals uh, without having their hunter safety, as long as they're under the direct supervision of a licensed, trained hunter. That's pretty cool. 
I know you can put it off one year. I mean, if you come in Texas, down, you can get a deferral deferral for a year. Yeah. And you can't come back and do it, you know, again and keep deferring. Right. But uh, there's so well, much. Hunter, Ed is so simple nowadays. Anyway, you can do it online. And I mean, it's not really now. I if you're a dad and you're thinking about this, I would go to Hunter Ed class with your kid and you do still it gotta that do the way. Range. Right. I mean, if you're I would under, just go. I would just go with yeah. your go with your kid. Go to a class somewhere and then do the everything with them. And uh, I mean, I did it with all my kids. Went it's to a, the class with it's all pretty mine. cool to do that and yes. learn along with them. And there's yes. things I like to take the test again and see what I score. They usually score better than me, even though I'm an instructor. Oh no, I shouldn't have said that. <laughs> but <laughs> well, I don't know all the answers. I mean, no, 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 there's no. Fifty and it, questions, and you know? it's good to be it's it's good to be reminded of you know some of that stuff. Stay in the moment on what uh, what we're doing out there as outdoors men and women. Anyway, I just I love that. States are looking at, you know, what are different ways that we can encourage, engage, encourage the young, engage, engage the experienced hunters to uh, for them to participate in mentoring the next generation. So I think it took just this with those young boys. I think uh, they will. My hopes is I'll have somebody to talk to about, you know, hunting at around the family reunion. And also that they'll pour it out <laughs> to their next generation. I mean, I have a feeling at this point when they have kids that they will go ahead and try to push into an adventure like this. Well, now what, what those guys, what those boys need to do is start finding some local stuff where they can squirrel or rabbit hunt. Hey, when we come yeah. back on the flip side, I want to give you, I'm going to give you some ideas, some things you can do with your kids at state parks, with your family at state parks. There's some really great Christmas stuff yeah. happening at state parks. And uh, we're just going to give you a couple examples. And you can go on the Parks and Wildlife website and, and get more information on them. But all that and more, only one place, live in the bunkhouse, right here on 104.9 The Horn or 24 365 at theoutdoorzone.com. I'm Andy Morgan, and I fish FLW, and you're listening to the Outdoor Zone. All right, welcome back. It's the Outdoor Zone live in the bunkhouse. Come on. This guy's here in the bunkhouse. We're always shopping for Mother Nature's grocery store. Fresh and delicious meats of every flavor. Venison, pork, fowl, and even delicious bass. But post your shopping pictures on our Facebook page, The Outdoor Zone. The Outdoor Zone Facebook page. Love to see what you guys are doing out there. So post on there. You can also track some of our stories there on the Facebook page. Uh, some of the things that we talk about yeah, here on the zone. show. Hey, so not everybody has the ability to go hunting um, or get out and go fishing. Maybe they, they just they don't think they think they don't. they don't. Maybe they're not. But everybody can take your kids to the state parks. Mm-hmm. Everybody can drive to the state parks. 
Uh, and there is some cool things that they do at the state parks that I just wanted to touch base on because I just think they're awesome. They have uh, they have reading ranger campfire stories. Uh, I see they have a Dutch oven demo. That's at Inks Lake too. I, we should probably go, go down to that. that one. Uh, they have campfire and Christmas stories. They have first day campfire and first day night hike. Night hike would be cool. And that they do that on December thirty first. Oh, so man. it's kind of like a overnight deal. Good way to bring in the new man. year. Yeah. Not all the craziness. You just go, that mean a campfire and a hike. That just sounds so good to me. Uh, <laughs> and then January 1st, out at Pernalis, they have a tradition out at Pernalis, which is just around the corner here. Uh, first day campfire. They do a campfire and a hike, and they do all kinds of stuff out there at the park. Uh, and it's just a tradition for them uh, on That's cool. January 1st. So yeah, one of the things that you can find on the Parks and Wildlife website I mean, it's just got a ton of stuff on there. They have camping workshops as well. If you are uh, want to learn about camping or learn about well, – camping is one of the, the the least expensive outdoor adventures you can do with your kids. And you want to talk about let their phone go dead and then be present, mm-hmm. go camping. You know, and just I, let their phones die. I found out that if you just will set up the camp, in a matter of like 10 minutes, they've got a stick that they've cut off and they're running around with it and they're doing something crazy in the wood. I mean, they just boys minds and, and young girls, kids, too. girls. Yeah. So and they're out there going, looking at different things, maybe, you know, doing things a little bit differently. One's, you know, barreling through the woods. The other one's maybe enjoying a little bit more of nature and all that. But Man, let me let me do is get there. Let me challenge you you with with a couple other ideas, a couple other things that you could do. What about getting a burn pit, putting a burn pit, just getting some blocks, digging a small hole in the middle of that beautiful green lush yard of yours, dig a round circle, put some bricks around it. There's some stones. Grab some sticks, some wood somewhere. Go get them out of your trees. Go to Home Depot and buy a fire log whatever it is mm-hmm. throw it in there put a couple of folding chairs around it and sit there see what see what develops and right? li- watch what happens i mean i i read in uh um mm. no uh what what is it um richard louv's book last child in the woods and one of the things he talks about he says in your yard leave one one area one corner of your yard where you don't mow it let it grow up. Let it have like weeds and and brush and be wild. And let the kids explore that because they just don't. Everything is so manicured. You know, we spend so much time. And, you know, in us guys, we like looking out there and we mow and weed eat. And you look at it and you go, ha, I have the perfect yard today. <laughs> and But he talks about that, how kids need That's to experience point. that wildness and to get that wildness you need to leave something out and so i i'd i'd i would challenge you at this i mean especially this time of year oh my gosh it's such a good time of year and just imagine sitting around a campfire with your kids you blow their mind so the do kid, s'mores in your backyard with your kids i was just going to tell that story so the boys in our neighborhood had gone to summer camp with you 
and I didn't participate in that one. And they came back, and about eight o'clock that night, I heard a knock on the door, and they're like, "Hey, Mister Don, we're gonna have a campfire in our backyard." They had a little burn pit, and it wasn't anything big, you know. And they were just throwing some sticks in, and they were making uh, s'mores. But they were sitting there looking. They go, "Oh, there's a satellite over there. I can see it." And I asked him, why are you doing this? I go, we just can't, we just wanted to enjoy it for one more. That Trust me, their video games did not come close to this. When they got back, they missed it. They wanted to have that camaraderie. They wanted to have that magic moments that happen when you have that little circle of fire. And the things that come up or you talk about or the nature that's around you and just that whole thing, you feel like you're connected. And and we talk about that, and we really point at the kids. You know, do it for the kids, do it for the kids, do it for the kids. But really, it is, you want food. It is food for our souls. Yep. And so, anyway, the challenge is there for us to, uh, you know, invite our kids into that and to get them away from the the constant flowing information. And uh, and for boys, man, if you don't if you don't train up a boy. And the way he should go, man, it just it's just not healthy. They they have all that stuff that that adventure where they want to take a stick and they want to swing it like a sword and they want to shoot a red <laughs> rider. You know, red riders. If if your kids, I don't know, they have kids five or six, you could probably get them the little buck mm-hmm. BB gun, and then man, once they're eight or nine, it's man, nineteen red bucks rider. Right now. Red Rider all the way. <laughs> and a thousand little BBs. <laughs> and your girls, too. And yeah. your girls, too. Teach them the how way. to shoot. I know your daughter, she could probably outshoot both of us right now. You know, you know what I'm saying? Right. Except for the arrows. She needs to practice a little bit on yeah. that. Okay, the Taylor, go arrows. out there and uh, go get those. All right. My uh, quote of the week. You're going to have to deal with it. It's a little bit longer than normal, but it runs in. The best remedy for those who are afraid, lonely, and unhappy is to go outside. Somewhere they can be quiet, alone, with the heavens, nature, and God. God wishes to see people happy amidst the simple beauty of his nature. Wow. There you go. uh, That's about the right one, if you ask me. Our... uh, Scripture for the day, each day, uh, what then sh- What then shall we say to these things? If God is for us, who is against us? Romans eight thirty one. Amen, brother. Hey, uh, we're headed to church. Yep. Go find a good Bible-based church in your community somewhere. Gentlemen, rally your family, head to church, and then go have lunch somewhere. It's a good thing. Change the, change the, all dynamics. Hey, uh, this week, grab a kid, get them off the couch, take them for a walk in the park, show them the birds, the trees, heck, take them hunting, take them fishing. We don't care what it is, as long as you get them into the great outdoor zone. If you want to start a hunting and fishing ministry in your church, go to kidsoutdoorzone.com. Kidsoutdoorzone.com will get you everything you need to do it. All right. Uh, Thank you for listening to the show. Thank you for I miss Cody today so bad. Yeah, I wish he was here. Thanks, Beefsteak. I don't have anybody to pick on, you know. Salt Dog, you did a good job. Thank you, sir. All right, that's it for us. God bless. This is TJ Graney. Oh, yeah. Regulators, mount up.
And his taught him to be a business man. 